special episode of Bring It In with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? You know, I'm mixed. <laughs> yeah, um, mostly very, very happy. But there's we have some news to report that you're going to go into detail with. Yeah, Co- Co- Coach Thorpe was a little was a little mixed. I, I mean, I yes, I'm as you all know that the, the bit on these shows are Henry and David are the sappy lovey dovey guys, and I'm like, man, let's just move along and keep things moving. But no, in in, in all seriousness, uh, today is our last episode of Bring It In. Now, don't freak out and don't panic. We're not going anywhere. Uh, True Hoops podcasts and all the different audio things we do now are part of the Gemini 13 podcast home. Uh, we're very excited to be working with Spencer and his team over there. So what that means for you guys is essentially nothing really changes. It's still David and I on Mondays and Thursdays. But instead of me saying, hello, welcome to bring it in, you're going to hear me say, hello, welcome to True Hoop. <laughs> right? And that, that's really all. You're going to get some ads um in the beginning because and in the middle because look we, we got to pay bills around here and we and we're we're starting to grow our audience and you know with us here at true hoop it's very important that we work with companies and people that we believe in that we feel are doing the right thing out in the world and you know henry and david and all of our, our partners and judy and everybody we feel great about spencer and the team over gemini 13 and we're really really excited to have those guys and we'll continue to put put out the two shows with Coach and I every week, and as you guys have been seeing, more shows with additional guests. Um, we'll do continue our True Hoop Tactics project. Stay tuned. True Hoop Tactics will be out later this week. Uh, we have uh, some things we're discussing there. So in general, it's just an exciting time here at True Hoop. We're growing as a company. This is a startup, right? We started in 2019, and from then to now, uh, things have been different. And I personally am so happy to be part of this journey. I love getting to talk to Henry and David as I do multiple times a day. They make me smarter, of course, about everything, especially basketball with David and just how we see the world. And we're looking forward to doing more and more great things for you guys. Well, yeah, I, I'll only add this to just the way this all began. You know, when we first started True Hoop, we, we weren't going to, I don't think we ever even discussed podcasts at all, even though no. we actually were doing that way back in the day with True Hoop TV, uh, you know, a decade ago or more. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and there's no games. And Henry just had the vision of, you know, when you're when you're hurting, uh, and we're and we're being told gigantic mistake by our government to tell us to to be socially distant. No, we need to be socially super connected, physically mm-hmm. distanced. We failed that message t- tragically. <laughs> uh, and then I, I don't know, I don't remember how we were talking about bringing it in, but it wasn't the name. But he was referring to it, and I and I I remember the text saying. Oh, that should just be our name. That's called Bring mm-hmm. It In. Such mm-hmm. a thing we all understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what we did. And that's, that's how we found you. Yep. And yep. Adina, way back in the mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. Uh, which who I still follow and adore. Um, and you've been such an integral part of what we do and how we think. Um, you know, Henry, Henry, for years, has always talked to me about being a good listener. He wasn't telling me to be a good listener. I, it's something as a coach we should be good at. But in general, when, we, when we're covering sports, Gerard, and negotiation battles between agent and team and so forth, or coach and player, of which we're dealing with right now all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the power of listening is so important. And so Henry and I both have made it a point to really listen to you and hear your perspective on things. Uh, be quick to listen before we're quick to answer. And it's so much a part of our, of our journey as a, as a company and then as a podcast. And we listen to our, our listeners and their views. I just got a critique today from from a very well-known person that I'll tell you off air who basically said, stop saying how dumb you guys are 
Oh, I know who told you that. Right. So quit saying it because if you were dumb, I wouldn't be listening. And I want to be clear when it comes to non-basketball stuff, I'm happy to claim some ignorance to include. Henry sent me a screen to put in front of the microphone. So I stopped bothering oh, you. Oh, I have yeah. no idea how to set it up. <laughs> I have to wait for my wife who doesn't come into my office. It's another part. It's a separate, separate from my house. I just forgot to tell her, sweetie, without you, I'm screwed. I need you to come in and set the screen up. But I understand how to talk about basketball screens, but not audio screens. Like, I, it just is a device. No clue what to do. But it's been an amazing uh, uh, adventure so far. I am I'm excited about the fact that our sensibilities are going to be respected. Uh, uh, we're we're going to be able to do the show we want to do uh, mm-hmm. without with, and you know, being, we, we have not tried to make a dime off the show. Mm-hmm. Not one dime. Mm-hmm. In fact, we've done mm-hmm. the opposite. We've made yeah. sure to be very um, uh, pragmatic and disciplined about where we release things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's for real. Now we're going to mm-hmm. take this thing to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I listen to probably more audio podcasts uh, than anyone out there because um, I try to listen to as much as I can because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. hard to cover 30 teams. Yep. And so uh, a lot stays in my head. Not everything does. But I know we're delivering something really good too because yes. there's a lot that people are talking about and they're not touching what we're talking about. And that's For fine sure. because they're talking yep. about some stuff that remind me, hey, I should mention this, whatever. We're doing a good job and we're going to stay mm-hmm. sharp and ready. I watch games all weekend. I'll be watching games tonight. And that's how it goes for me in season, as you know. And uh, we're just hoping to make people happy and delighted to learn about the NBA and have a fun time doing it. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll just wrap and say, you know, of course, we know and we love all of you, our fans, for listening with us. And we thank you so much for continuing to share the podcast with people you know. Please continue to do that um, and, and continue to listen as we put out more content for you. You know, our peers in the industry also listen to us, uh, David, as you know. Um, you know, like when I'm at games and I see, you know, and I'm not going to mention names, but like, you know, various national reporters who we all know, they'll be like, Hey, Gerard, saw you and Thorpe talk about whatever. Right. Like, and so we, we know that, 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 that people, people are listening and we don't, we, we take that very seriously. Right. I've always said, David, like, you know, this is fun, what we get to do for a living. Right. Like it beats working, even though it's, trust me, folks, a lot of work. And in the grand scheme of the world basketball ain't that serious right as it relates to war and major important things but you and i and everyone here at true we take the craft of this very seriously and telling the story of the nba and delivering it to fans we think that's a very important job we want to make sure we're always as it says in our names giving you truths and and delivering it in a way that that is uh responsible entertaining and most of all fun yeah and, and well to your point uh I didn't ask for this screen to be sent to me. People have said sometimes when I get too close to the microphone, I get too excited, which I can be excitable when I talk about some things, it, it hurts their ears. And so Henry just said, we're, we're going to honor that complaint. Mm-hmm. And he knows I'm very unprofessional when it comes to this kind of stuff. I just get excited. <laughs> I didn't get, I don't have a, I didn't get schooling in this. Um, you know, people were taking writing classes in college. I was actually writing for UPI. Yeah, you were having, having I had zero. I never thought about doing it, but I got a job writing for UPI without taking a single journalism class, uh, and um, so I'm still always learning on the fly. But Henry said people learn to keep your head super still. Yep. Well, I've never learned that, and I never, I never knew it was important. So <laughs> with the screen, I'll be better at not bobbing so much. I promise. Once my uh, wife sets it up for me. 
Oh, good. Uh, shout out to Chrissy yeah. Thorpe for uh, being right. the tech savvy person in the yes. house. <laughs> Everything savvy. <laughs> um, let's talk about some basketball we yeah. saw over the weekend, and we have to start with probably the best performance, two day performance we saw all weekend. Joel Embiid, Sixers big man, their perennial MVP candidate. Um, of course, Sunday night he had 59, 11, 8, and 7, which is just ridiculous. Seven blocks. In yeah. a win. Uh, 42 on Sunday, so 101 points over two days. Um, that's just an incredible performance uh, by Embiid. For a Sixers team, as you know, Dave, that needs that right now. Uh, James Harden not in, still dealing with hamstring, I want to say. No, something else. Not hamstring. Uh, but he's out for, for some time. Uh Every week I kind of ask you, are we worried about the Sixers? I'm not feeling great, you know. But I think Embiid's starting to get himself into that shape where he's playing peak elite MVP basketball. This makes them a very, very different basketball team going forward. Yeah, so I had two games on when he was playing. And I was I was watching the game, but I had no volume on. And uh, at one point, Gerard, during the fourth quarter, he scored 26 of the, I think they're, they might have scored 27. He had 26. Yeah. At least during the stretch. Something like that. Yeah. And um, I thought to myself, I had no idea how many points he had, by the way, because I had volume up the whole time. I wasn't looking at the graphics. I'm sure they were showing it. Uh, I thought, like, he might be the first player ever to have a heart attack in a game. Mm. He, he was trying so hard. I didn't know he had seven blocks, but I'm not surprised. He, I mean, and they didn't come all the way, all of them in the half court. He chased down Colin Sexton. Who very naively and maybe ignorantly <laughs> thought he could in get a, a big part of the game took a pretty casual layup <laughs> yeah. as if Joel Embiid was six feet tall. Right. It was just it was a huge mistake, you know, for for the Utah player. Uh, but what effort Embiid made. And you know, we I used to always say the key with Shaq, Gerard, was he had a disposition to dominate that never receded. That that feeling of I'm crushing you always mm-hmm. is such a big part of who he was and why he was so great. And I don't think Joel always has that, but when he does, we can mm-hmm. forget at his, his skill mm-hmm. where Shaq didn't have that. He was a great athlete, right? Dunked nice everything, whatever, Joel. but mm-hmm. jo- Joel 17 foot, one legged jumper, his ability to stop, pivot, spin, all that kind of stuff. He, Step back three. St- yeah. I mean, come on. He, um, He's just as unique a player as Jokic is. And we have this, mm-hmm. these two incredible centers in a world where Steph Curry and LeBron James get and KD get so much attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two guys in their own way. And jo- when, Joel, when Joel physically, when he wills himself physically to destroy an opponent, mm-hmm. and then you factor in his skill game, which is almost always there, not always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how they play with Harden. I, think, I, I don't think James Harden is a drag in their psyche. No, not at all. all. I don't think so. And he was really good off the bench last night as a cheerleader. And that, that you know, we're going to talk about the Lakers too. That means something to me. When I, I'm a big believer in your star player being present mm-hmm. when he's not playing. He's, I think it makes a difference. And I thought James did a great job of that. He was super loving with Joel. Super, yeah. like, like a big brother. Yeah. That, I, to me, that's an important thing. They, look, I said this about James. If he... Year one in Brooklyn is at this stage of his career the ideal way you want him to play. Yeah. Facilitate, facilitate all that jazz, right? For three quarters, right? Oh, I got energy in the fourth quarter because I haven't been dominating the basketball for three. Right. Now I can score a ton because I got I got plenty of juice right. in my legs for threes. So if he can do that with Maxi, right. again, make him be the three. And be your one, Maxi two, then you, 
fourth quarter, you can have that disposition to dominate in your way, right? Because he's, I mean, besides being an otherworldly offensive scorer, he's an elite playmaker and passer, yeah. right? So if they blend those things together, Philly should be good, which is why you, I know <laughs> Henry said this last week, I'm off the Sixers, but you're not ready to get off the Sixers because you're like, how can I? Because if they play the way they're supposed to play, yeah. they'll be very good. Is that? I didn't remember saying that, but that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I said that because that's how I feel. Um, Doc, Doc has got to answer some questions. Mm -hmm. he, he's mm -hmm. got to get them to respond to him. Clearly, Joel did. I mean, Joel absolutely. We'll get to AD in a minute, too, with mm -hmm. the Lakers and the way he's you know, covering for his coach. I'd like mm -hmm. to see, I don't care about Doc getting fired or not. I don't care. These guys all do just fine. If they get yeah. fired, they've still got plenty of money in the bank. They're not going to be worried about feeding their family. Um, uh, but, but still, if, you, if they fight all for one, one for all kind of thing. Because last night, the Sixers were bad. Joel was good. No. Yes, the rest of them were Joel bad. was Hall of Fame amazing. Yes. The rest of the team sucked. And they yes. still beat a good team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's see how that goes going forward. But the one thing, we've said this before, too. We talked about Tom Brady. Um, there's just nothing he hasn't seen. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing with James Harden. There's no mm -hmm. defense he hasn't seen many times. Many, many times. And to your great point, and we've said this before, obviously everyone knows, he doesn't have to just be Superman all the time himself. Because mm -hmm. he's seen it all as Superman. But mm -hmm. the fact that he's seen it all and now someone else can be Superman, that really puts him in a very unique position to be a, a hell of a player. I had them pick to win the East in the regular season. We're we're early on, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're Tomorrow is the middle of November. I mean, yeah. come on. We got five yeah. months of this, man. Yeah. They, they can win 15 in a row, 20 in a row. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. It's an 82-game season, right? And yes, we're at 14-15, and we're getting close to that 20 mark, which is a quarter of the way through. But, you know, patience, patience. Yeah. Um, I will say this, watching Embiid, and this is something that's going to be a theme. I feel like throughout the episodes, we talk about various teams and what's going on. Given how good the league is, and you talked about this early in one of our yeah. pieces on True Hoop about the talent, uh, the talent spread throughout the league. It's just so good. Playing hard every night, we always say, is a talent. But playing hard every night is also very hard, right? Like it yeah. is taxing on your body to give max effort on offense and defense night after night. Like physically, it's just really difficult to do. And you will wear down. And you can see it in these games. I'm watching these guys like AD and we'll get the Lakers later. Hands on his knees because he's like, I'm running all over the place. I'm trying to dominate in the post. It's like Durant has been playing out of his mind on both ends of the floor for like almost a month now. And it's like, well, you can see it's taxing, right, yeah. to do that. Like it is physically taxing to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how these teams uh, all, all respond with that. All right, Warriors. 0-7 um, on the road. You know, it's early. Let's not lose our minds. But – not how you want to come out as defending champions. We talked about it last week. The starters are fine. Now, they have room for improvement, which Coach will talk about. They, they can be better, I mean, except for Steph. <laughs> Steph. Steph's playing yeah, like an MVP. Too. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. Everybody else can be better. That's right. Um, but they have to figure something out with that bench, Coach. And, yes, we love the kids, and we think they have plenty of room for growth and, growth and potential. But when you lose guys like Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielica, Gary Payton II, it isn't that because those guys are like world beaters that drop 30 up off the bench with what the casual fan sees. It isn't about that. It's the collective knowledge and IQ, knowing where to be, how to play the right way. And when I say play the right way, I don't mean that the rookies aren't trying. I mean play the right way within how the Warriors want to do things, knowing what the right reads are at all times, where they're supposed to cut, who's supposed to move where. 
you lose some of that when you let those veteran guys go. And so they're able to stem the tide. The rookies come in. They may get on a roll where they make three, four mistakes in a row. The other team comes down. They hit three or four threes. Or our once 12-point lead is now down to two, right? And th- this is the challenge that they're having. And it's going to take some growing pains to work through that. Yeah. So here's an example, I think, a real-world example that might help people understand. Um, give, me, give me three minutes to really flesh this out, okay? You, you can jump in anytime you want, but it's going to take me a few minutes. So a couple of years ago, I was in Wales for our, the soccer team that we're involved mm-hmm. in. Uh, we, we were in the Premier League then. Uh, I'm not sure we'll ever get back. And I was invited. <laughs> Relegation's a thing. <laughs> right. Uh, we're doing fine. I was invited. Uh, uh, we had an under-23 team that also was playing in the A division of the Premier League for under-23. These cats, it's like the G League on steroids. Like they're, they're amazing players yep. and they bubble up into the premier league, just like you hope, mm-hmm. but it's their minor league teams. And, but, and so we were playing the best team uh, um, called Everton and we were mm-hmm. like number four. And um, the coach invited me into their last uh, film session coaches only. They, cause he always showed his team right before the game started the final meeting in the locker room before you take the field, you're an hour before the game starts mm-hmm. three, three final clips of the opponent. And they had picked two. They definitely wanted to show. And they hadn't yet picked the third. They were looking at three other clips to pick one. And they had a coaching meeting for 30 minutes to decide which of the three were most important. And they, they all made their argument. They picked the third one. Then I stayed in when the team came in and they watched the three clips. We, they took the field. And sure enough, the third clip, which was basically Everton had a midfielder that had like a little Jose Alvarado in him. Mm-hmm. He would hide. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. goalie would go release the ball, and he would sneak in and steal the pass and di- from different angles, sometimes mm-hmm. in front of the goalie, sometimes in the corner more. Really clever. So they picked pick that one. And sure enough, late in the game, our goalie was just about to throw an outlet pass, and he stopped and looked over his side and saw the Everton guy. And I, I wasn't with the head coach. I was down the sideline some. He must have felt like, okay, we chose the right one because that mm-hmm. would have been stolen for sure if he had thrown it. And so th- this, these are amazing 20 to 23-year-old men being driving freaking Lamborghinis and all these fancy mm-hmm. cars, and they only got three clips because you can't just stuff their head with everything. They'll mm-hmm. forget everything, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? I had dinner with the head coach that night or maybe the next night, and he literally said, if I'd given them five, six, seven, eight, nine clips, yeah, maybe the goalie forgets the one, and mm-hmm. that guy steals the outlet pass. So that happens every day in the NBA. Every day, teams have to decide. I had one player tell me, uh, over the weekend, his head coach never talks more than two minutes in the locker room. That's it. Two minutes. They keep it very, very simple. It's such a long season. And so today I was talking to an assistant coach about this very same subject. And he, he wishes they could do more. Mm-hmm. But they just there's too many games. Guys going up and down the G League. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys get injured and don't travel with the team. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just you're limited to how much information you can get out there. So here's what that means. It means that Kaminga and Weissman and Moody and DiVincenzo, who's new to this team, not a Mm -hmm. new player, uh, but he's a little bit better off. There's so much they haven't seen or experienced or even watched on film. So I've seen it virtually. And there's no substituting reps. There just isn't. They've got a, the, 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 the Kings will run something that they always run. And every Warriors veteran knows like the back of their hand. They don't need to see the pregame film. In fact, I'm sure there wasn't any because they all know it, but the young cats don't and they'll get beat over and over again on little things like that, which is why you target those guys. Mm-hmm. I've told you before, Gerard, I've coached some high level scores and we want the rookies not to foul us because we don't want them getting foul trouble. 
We'll yeah. score on them. We don't need to get fouled by right. them. We're going to cook them anyway. Right. When they foul us, we're like, fuck. Now they're going to bring in a seven-year veteran who's not a talented player necessarily, but right. who knows how to play. He knows. Mm-hmm. And we can't do the same shit against him as we can against the rookie. That really is a true thing. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is the growing pains. You're exactly right. The Warriors have to go through it. Now, Weissman is not getting playing time right now. Nope. I, I said on, your show, on our show, I just sat him a game for reacting with the eye roll yep. when Curry said, mm-hmm. come on. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're done for a game. No jersey. Well, they give him mm-hmm. a jersey, but he ain't playing. Well, at some point, they probably need him because they're bad on defense. He's horrendous on defense, but he won't get better <laughs> sitting the bench. Oh, he's one of the worst defense players in the game. Oh, he is. He's yes. just too slow to react to stuff. He ain't going to get better sitting. So this is where Steve Kerr's got to balance it out. Ironically, as they have more success, Gerard, you can play with more lineups because mm-hmm. you've got some margin of error. They don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. 0-7 on the road, like you said. They got some home games coming. But the challenge is, you know, they play the Spurs, who are ornery. They're not easy mm-hmm. to beat. Then they mm-hmm. play Phoenix. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be 0-8. I think they might be going to Phoenix. So Steve's got to manage that. But that's why you get paid the big bucks. Seriously, <laughs> you got to make these kind of decisions, keep the team afloat while we're yeah. learning. It does no good to lose 10 to 15, and then they figure it out, but we're, we're already 15 games out of, you know, fourth place. Yeah. I mean, the, the tough part, you know, is, and again, you know, not to us, because, you know, we're, we're looking at this objectively, not as Warriors fans. You know, Curry's averaging 32 points a night on 71, 65, true shooting, effective field goal division. I mean, true. absurd, yeah. right? He's playing like an MVP again. I'm sure he is. Um, and you're like, if he's that good, right? We, we can't be losing games. That's not good yeah. for us, right? So I get that frustration from the fan standpoint. But at the same time, you can't play the stars 48 minutes a night either, right? Like, so this is, they're going to have to learn, like, to your point. Yep. And sometimes, and I'm not even saying, it's not about, Kerr isn't going to sacrifice wins. But look, we got a 15-point lead. You guys have to figure out a way to maintain this, right? Like, there, there has to be a way. And so, and it's to your point, Playing time is oxygen for these kids. They ain't going to learn how to maintain leads sitting out watching. You're going to lose some of those sometimes, and you're going to, you know, and it's going to be rough. But I think in the long term, if you believe in their potential and what they can do, they will be better. Now, of course, there is always trades in the trade deadline, right? They can get a veteran in here if they need to. Iguodala is going to be back at some point. So they can get some guys in to help stem the tide. I don't, I don't think they're going to give up on these kids uh, yet, but, you know. Take heart, Warriors fans. It'll be all right. It's going to take some growing pains. That's all. Yeah, I'm I'm the last person to care about fans. <laughs> I, I'm just speaking honestly. We our, t- our our game needs fans. I'm, I'm not saying we don't want them to cheer, but uh, none of them know a fucking thing about basketball. I mean, <laughs> right. they just don't. They uh, they don't understand three on three in the local rec center. They don't understand five on five in any league in the world. They don't have any clue what's really happening in these games. They think they do, and they're, that's fine. We all can be TV critics. That doesn't mean we know what we're talking about, right? right? And, and in most cases, people complain almost no matter what. You almost can't win. I, I, the last thing Steve Kerr is worried about is anything but what yeah. he knows to be true. Right. If, if anything, you want to be a you – know, you're a fan of the Kings. You, I understand you're grumbling. Because yeah. <laughs> they haven't proven that they have any competence. Right. Right? <laughs> Things are better this year for sure, which I'm glad to see. But the Warriors should be like – I'm just going to, like, when my dad was going through all of his heart issues a decade ago, uh, we had done our research. We had a great cardiac surgeon, a great heart doctor team. And I have another brother as a doctor who was helping quarterback at all. And if all of them were fine with it, what am I going to do? 
I, I could give an opinion. I have a heart. I've watched t- TV movies. <laughs> I have a heart. Right, right. I've watched TVs and movies about surgery, whatever. I'm no expert. And it's my dad's heart. So I'm just going to sit this one out and be a good team player. And that's what I think the, the, the best fans recognize, the, the limit to their knowledge. Yes, yes. And, uh, and, but most fans don't do that. And Warriors fans, you've won four titles in the last eight seasons. Yeah. Life is okay. Yeah. I, I really think it's okay. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Warriors fan when something happens this year and they don't win. Oh, my God, we have such luck. Because I, I want someone to not really punch them in the face, but consider it. <laughs> like, really? After the fucking... <laughs> Super Bowl sex romp you've had yeah. the last four years? Exactly. Last eight years? You got six finals and four trades? Come on. That's what we always used to call it back in the day. Super Bowl sex romp. Yeah. Oh my God. Having a great time. They've had a great, they've had a great run here. A young team that is doing well that we're both very high on. Um, they actually played the Warriors on Friday, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And something happened in that game, coach, that drives me bananas that teams do. So the Cavs had a lead on the Warriors late in the fourth quarter. Uh, they, I mean, they really should have won. They kind of threw the game away. Yeah. They played exceptionally well. Donovan, Darius, Evan Mobley, everybody doing, doing all what they had to do. But with the lead late in the game, instead of continuing to play basketball and run their offense, they start scoreboard watching. All right, clock. Yeah, we're getting under two, under whatever. We can start slowing down. And I'm like, guys, run your offense. And there was a play in particular across half court. And Dom is ready to get into an action. And he's hopping like how stepped hop at, at James Wiseman. Someone get up here and do something. And not jog like we've got time. Draymond, because he's Draymond, one of the great defenders of all, all time. time. Oh, they're, they're jogging and playing. We can maybe steal this game. Race. Pick off the ball. Go down the floor. Lay up. They come back the other end. It's like, you guys, this is what I'm saying. You have to keep playing the game. Don't stop. And it was, I could, I could see Jimmy Bickerstaff being like, oh, guys, but you're young. You'll learn. This is a learning lesson. Well, but that's also where coaching has to come in. You've got to, you, you know, you're ultimately accountable for that. you got to talk to your guards, your leaders, and, and give them advice. I, I'm a big believer that until two minutes are on the clock, you're just playing the same way. You play the same way for 46 minutes. The final two minutes, uh, every second does really matter. And so I like the idea of not Holding the ball for 20 seconds, going one-on-one. Yeah, on don't one. do that. I like the idea of trying to get 12, 13 seconds into a possession and then run something and play off that. Don't just dribble the clock out and then go one-on-one. On one. Even if you have Darius Carlin and Donovan Mitchell, two pretty elite guards. Doesn't matter. I think it's a mistake. I think uh, this is where you see a better job in Europe. They, it's easier to guard those players than it is the NBA players because if they were hard to guard, they would come to the NBA in, in most cases, in most all cases. But, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. Uh we see it all the time too. But back when I used to watch football, uh, they used to call it, you know, the prevent defense. Prevent you from winning the game. Yeah, I think there's. <laughs> I just think there's. Um, well, football coaches tend not to be very brave or stuff like that. Uh, as you get close to the end, only near the end can you really start being time conscious. Because as human beings, tightness is a bad thing for execution. Yes. yes. Right. Uh, we we um to me, clutch is having grace under pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard to do under pressure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's one reason why you want to stay connected as a team when you're losing, because it, it provides that extra bit of pressure for the opponent to put you away. They're much more comfortable up five, up eight, up 10, depending on the sport we're talking about, than they are a, a one possession game, two possession game kind of thing. So you want to stay connected. That's why I'm quick to call timeout and not go down eight or nine or 10 in mm-hmm. basketball. I want to stay connected so they feel that pressure. So they may miss more shots under that pressure. 
but you got to at least try to run stuff to get those good shots. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, people talk about learning how to win. Some of it's a little bit of luck. A lot of it is, is strategy and being yeah. smart and how to manage possessions better. Yeah, for sure. And that's something they'll, they'll, they'll definitely see uh, going forward. Uh, a team that is struggling to win games, but did win last night. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they beat the Brooklyn Nets last night. And that's on the second half of a back-to-back. Played in the, the building night before against the Clippers. Um, AD was a monster. Uh, 37, 18, and 5, maybe? Or something like that. Anyway, he was he was incredible. Um, Nets were extremely shorthanded uh, last night. No Claxton, no Curry, no Ben Simmons. Um, and they already don't have any big men as it is on the roster. No LeBron for, for the Lakers. And they shot the ball well, um, which, as we said, if they hit shots, they'll win some games. And they did. Yeah. Um, what did you see from AD particularly? Uh, talk about Joel Embiid's uh, disposition to dominate. Yeah. I thought AD kind of had something similar last night. Oh, I think so, too. Um, he uh, So apparently he had a meeting with Darvin Ham. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Came out of that meeting, Darvin said, AD said, I got your back, coach. And that's what it looked like. And we've been critical of AD and LeBron mm-hmm. for, for not really being invested in the success of the team. Playing hard, but for themselves. I, I had not seen AD smile yet this season. I saw him smile last night. Um, <laughs> it was weird. It was just such a weird thing to see. You know, he's this enormous human being. Huge. He's just a big man. Mm-hmm. And uh, just dunking everything, owning the paint defensively. He, he's an all-defensive player that I've seen so oh, far yeah. this year. Uh, the, the Lakers did a great job of getting the ball inside a bunch. He did a great job of getting positioned, not just score, but also get an offensive rebound put back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they made some shots, which always makes life much easier. Kendrick Nunn's really struggling, but again, I, he's one of those guys who just missed a year. You yeah. know? Give, I think give him time. There's, there's, a, there's a plus there for him in time. They just got to survive this early. LeBron was weird. I thought he was uh, – had a coffee cup in his hand the whole time. <laughs> it was so strange to me. But he was engaged. He was definitely engaged. Uh, I'd like to see those guys um, just more focused on playing the right way and connecting. They play mm-hmm. the right way, but they're disconnected from the rest of the team. Uh, because then LeBron's incredible talent, AD's incredible talent are more important. Mm-hmm. When the team is even at 500 in this league, 500 is fine. It's just so much, so much parity. Uh, and so, yeah, for one game anyway, Always better. Russell Westbrook off the bench mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is, is definitely better off for sure. For sure. He, he's still, I think, someone they should trade. And I think there's oh, some yeah. potential trades between the team we just talked about. The, you know, why, why wouldn't – so let's make the argument. So the core of the trade is Westbrook and at least – you know, so the Lakers don't want to trade both number ones. But would you if you got KD? Mm-hmm. That to me is a really interesting question. Uh, it's a no-brainer five years ago. Right. But it's not five years ago. So mm-hmm. with four years left, this is one and three more years after this. Mm-hmm. Do you guarantee KD uh, is playing? Do you guarantee LeBron and AD get KD? That's your mm-hmm. big three. And, and not worry about those next two first rounders. Right. Um, and then if you're Brooklyn, yeah, Westbrook doesn't help you this year. You, you don't want right. help this year. Uh, but you can start tearing apart the team. Joe Harris gets you something. Patty Mills mm-hmm. gets you something. Seth Curry gets you something. Straight on down the line. Kyrie, good luck with that. Yeah, ben Simmons, good luck with that, you. probably. Yeah. But the other guys get you something. Yeah. And at least you start acquiring those assets or young players because other teams will want – I mean, Joe Harris is – Patty Mills, Seth Curry, the Lakers yeah. want all those guys. They probably can't yeah. do it. 
No. Because, because two first-round picks is all you're going to get for KD, although maybe the Nets can get more than two first-round picks. Yeah, they could probably get more. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a trade worth looking at. I, it, you know, I think the the Nets will probably want a little bit more than the Lakers, twenty five and twenty seven in Westbrook. Um, and I don't know what else they have to give. So we might have to get a third team involved in that. But, but twenty five, twenty seven, those could be top five picks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, if you're Brooklyn, th- this is what they're trying to figure out right now. Because the last, since Jock has taken over, this team has been better. Um, they're agree. playing hard on both ends. And honestly, it's interesting. You're starting, you know, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the season. We'd love to see KD lead. And he's starting to show glimpses and glimmers of it, coach. It's not, you know, it, it, it's you can't go from zero to Steph in <laughs> right into it. It's not how this goes. But for him, he's showing some improvement in that way. You know, pulling guys over, really talking them, and he is engaging. And Seth Curry said it. It all starts with seven. When he comes in with the mindset of, all right, guys, this is what we're doing, and he's committing on both ends of the floor, we have no choice. We got to do the same thing, too. And you're seeing it. And he, it's early, but he has the best defensive estimated plus minus of his career right now. Really? Uh, yeah, he's he is phenomenal on both ends of the floor, taking on the challenge. I mean, even last he night. He was. In a loss. Starting AD. 31, 9, and 7, right on 50% shooting. <laughs> His normal stuff and excellent defense. Just guys that didn't make shots last night. And, the, you know. By the way, they were guarding each other. Yeah. And AD was like denying KD at half court. Yo, yeah. He like, was denying him at half court. He was fucking competing. And, and, and KD was getting into him, like, you know, fronting, like trying to, you know, this is th- competing at both ends. Me challenging him at the rim. All the things you want to see them do. This team, Brooklyn, however, was not constructed to only have one guy like kd play elite right it's supposed well it's supposed to have three guys right. right and only got one right now so that the rest of the roster just isn't enough they're small at the guards we talk about it right so they get beat on the boards it's it's a lot of those things but i think he's enjoying playing with these guys um which is a good sign the question is you know what do they do about the Kyrie situation because i, I have a feeling coach we, we you and i we agree we think cut your losses move on yeah. don't think that's what they're gonna do yeah, and then the other thing too is um, there, there's no reason that we have to that we have to assume Ben Simmons won't recover. Correct to ninety percent of itself, if not one hundred percent. It's just going to take time. That's I all. just think it's going to take time, and um, and maybe a more a leadership focused KD is an answer. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. something he likes to do, and has talked mm-hmm. about it a lot. But mm-hmm. to your point, if he's playing with joy, and 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 we're all allowed to grow up. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I looked at a picture as I walked into my office earlier today. Um, there's a picture of my, of my wife and I on our wedding day. I'm not in the picture. It's just her looking incredible. And her mom's in the picture. Her grandparents in the picture. I don't remember any of it. I, I remember a few <laughs> moments from our wedding. I don't remember those scenes. It was a long time ago. Uh, I, I have changed so much since then. Now, I was 25 when I got married. K- KD is not that much older than I was. Right. <laughs> He's a right. young man. You're allowed to not just grow up, but you're allowed to covet things differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame Lillard to me is someone who I wrote this. Yeah. He seems, it seems like when he got his last deal, it was like, okay, I may never win a ring, but I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to, I'm going to have made a billion dollars anyway. I'm not going to be a billionaire, mm-hmm. but I've generated a billion dollars in revenue by the time I'm done. And mm-hmm. he'll be doing Portland TV forever. Mm-hmm. He could very well be the next Chris Paul, mm-hmm. you know, not that Chris Paul will go anywhere, but Chris Paul is going to be doing, those kind of commercials forever. Dame <laughs> Dame has his day coming. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's almost like he's gotten comfortable with the idea that 
if we don't win a championship, but I do all of these kinds of things, I've had a hell of a run in, in my, in the, in the business I used to play in for free the sport. Mm-hmm. I used to play in for free for most of my life. So, uh, I think KD can recognize too. It hasn't worked me just worrying about hooping mm-hmm. the way, except for when I was with Steph. Right. And he wasn't just worried about hooping. You're allowed to grow up a little bit and just mm-hmm. mature. It's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it'd be amazing to see. <laughs> I also, yeah. listen, I would love to see Brooklyn be much better. Yeah. I, I happen to love the city and I think it'd be incredible to see that team. Great. As someone who doesn't care about the Lakers anymore per se, right. I wouldn't mind seeing it with AD and LeBron. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be a tall front line. Now AD has to be your five. Yeah. He has AD, to be and he, five. ADs are five now anyway. And, but there's thoughts of when Thomas Bryant comes back maybe later this week, cause he could play, he was going to start at center day one. If he didn't get hurt right before the mm-hmm. first regular season game. Uh, but yeah, when you have that now, AD is your five. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know who's the three. It doesn't really matter. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it'd be it, interesting it, to see. It, it'll be interesting to see. I think what Brooklyn's going to do, and Kyrie's still a long ways off from satisfying the six steps he has to to come back. I think what they're going to do is they're like, look, the team's playing well now. Let's see what he looks like. What they look like when he comes back. If he fouls up the chemistry and we're terrible again, then it's like detonate. Right then, I think it's all like, all right, Durant's playing well. We'll get stuff for him. Let's let's do, let's do the teardown. I think I I think that's probably what they're what they're thinking right now. Uh, I want to just address one quick thing on the uh, the six steps. Uh, did you watch mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle on SNL the other day? I did not. It was funny. Yeah, it wasn't great, but it was, he he has some incredibly funny parts. He's a brilliant guy. Um, but he also perpetuated some things a little more than I'd like to see. Nonetheless, I I hope the Nets don't stand super firm in those six steps. Mm-hmm. In other words. Uh, you know, in, in life, the spirit of the of the law sometimes is the more important thing. Mm-hmm. I, this is a situation where the spirit of those six steps should carry the day, as mm-hmm. opposed to the letter of those six steps. Mm-hmm. In other words, if if he is if he is genuine about, I, I just have never. I don't care if it's all private, by the way. Mm-hmm. He he's allowed to share private thoughts with the Nets, and then publicly, without going into detail, detail he can just mm-hmm. simply say. I, I, I've never considered things from that perspective. Uh, I have an ax to grind about some things. I'm angry about some things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I regret what I said. I regret putting that movie on my account. I want mm-hmm. nothing to do with what those people are perpetrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to put this chapter behind me and, and move on and, and so forth. And he can even say, you know, I've got my friend Alex. I've got my friend David. I've got my friend Mike. And they're mm-hmm. Jewish guys. They've been in my life the whole time. And I never once mm-hmm. considered how they might feel when I was wrong then move on. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care about the charity thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's an unfair mm-hmm. ask of him. Um, and then I think you're right. Let's see how he plays. Let's see how the team looks. And if we, if it's the same Kyrie has always been, even if mm-hmm. he's contrite about the apology, mm-hmm. but he's just not at, he's not a winner right. adding to winning. Right. All right. We're going to, we're going to just uh, close mm-hmm. up shop and start over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense to me. Cause that, that's, I think that's, so. that's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming that they're thinking. Cause they're like, again, because they don't control their own draft this year, they're like, we we have to at least see if this can work somehow, some way. So we'll see. Uh, Nuggets, they had an interesting weekend. Uh, got blasted by the Celtics uh, on Friday night. Celtics are, are so good. That, that, you know, their offense is, Tatum just, whoo. Yeah, he's man. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Well, we have a lot of good players in this league, don't we? <laughs> God, this league is it's just it's so good. Everybody's Amazing. so good. Yeah. Uh, but they came back on Sunday against the Bulls. Yeah. Had an excellent game. Michael Porter Jr., best game of the season. Uh, and Jamal Murray looked excellent. Jokic, to me, coach, is looking very comfortable. Oh, 
I'll just be facilitator Jokic. I got nope when Michael Porter and I saw him getting off the bench every time Porter's hitting shots. Jokic is happy doing his whole thing. I mean, look, he played Eurobasket. Not only did he play Eurobasket, he had to carry this team the last two seasons because of injuries to those guys. He's probably like, thank God I got some reinforcements. If he's got more gas in the tank come April, well, now this team is cooking with gas because he's not burnt out because he had to play all 82 games and carry them to the fifth seed or sixth seed or whatever number they are. If everybody's playing health and they're doing well, this is why people like Denver so much. I think the defense is slowly coming around. Bruce Brown was a very good pickup for them. Um, he's infusing some of that in there. I, I like this team, Coach. I like what they're doing. You know, uh, oh, I don't remember what year it was, but it's, it's easy to look up. It's Steph's draft class. Um, Kevin Martin calls me. He's going 25 a game for the Kings. We talked, you know, five days a week, whatever. And he said, uh, all right, who should we take in the draft? And um, I said, oh, you definitely should take Steph Curry. I think they were drafting fifth, I want to say. You definitely should take Curry. I know you guys are going to look at Rubio, but I, I, I don't think he can score. Um, he wouldn't be terrible if you traded down for him. But if Curry's gone, trade down and take Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then he'll be the defensive partner. Because Kevin was a very good defensive player. Uh, yep. Or a very plugged in one, for sure. Um, I said, who do you want to take? He said, I definitely want to take Tyreek. I've been at some of these workouts. Tyreek Evans, nobody can guard him. I said, yeah, but he, and he said, I'm so tired. That was, he, I'm so tired. I have to do 25 a night. And remember, this wasn't in the fast paced league. Right. It was a much slower pace. Yeah. And defense were a little bit different. And it was just hard. And he said, I just need help. I'm exhausted all the time because I had to do it all. And um, I said, it's just short sighted. Steph Curry is not going to be as good as Tyreek year one, but he's going to be, you know, the, the number one all-time three-point shooter, whatever. I mean, I was tweeting that his rookie year. He's going to break all the records. Um, and Drew is going to be an elite defensive player. He's 18. Elite. He was 18. I, could, I had him in the draft. He's 18 years old. The kid's going to be a stud. So you got to bet on the future. I don't think Kevin had them draft Tyreek at all. I don't think they listened to him for one second. But they did draft him. And we got him out. We got Kevin out of there that year. Um, oh, so I'm telling you, Jokic knows exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? He, and he's much better than Kevin. He's MVP. Mm-hmm. Two years in a row, I, I listened to, I watched the Pacers Nuggets game the other day and nothing against Quinn Buckner, who I was a fan of when he's in Indiana many years ago, where he was talking to the Pacer fans. Hey, if you don't really know about Jokic, I know he doesn't look the part, but you know, this guy's got a lot of game. And then he said a, few, a second later, a minute later, hell, he's won the MVP twice, MVP twice in a row. Like, yeah, Quinn, we know. Like, if, if you're not knowing who Jokic is and you're watching the Pacers for the first time, all you have to say is back-to-back MVP, maybe one of the two best players in the world, for sure, in my opinion. Um, and so he can, if he can just take it a little easy now, mm-hmm. you know, we've always talked about doing that for guards, mm-hmm. right? Chris Paul can't even need that. Harden to break. Yeah. Well, he is a guard. Yeah. The offense does go through him, and his passing is ridiculous. And sometimes he makes ridiculous passes that are turnovers mm-hmm. because you never know when greatness is around that corner. So he tries mm-hmm. it sometimes. It makes it more fun. They got to get better on defense, though. I think they're yes. contenders. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray's an incredible shot maker, like really crazy, talented shot maker from everywhere, by the way. Every, at the rim, mid range, floaters, everything. And his future is better. Like he'll be better in the next couple of months as he, as he gets more reps. Uh, MBJ, I told you last week, you know. I think every shot's going in when he shoots it. What did he shoot? Yeah. What did he shoot yesterday? Uh, he was incredible. Six of ten from three, maybe yesterday. I mean, he was. He was he's really like shooting fish in a barrel for that dude. Yeah, I it's mean, he's at six, at six ten. 
Oh my yeah, god! They've got to play so better good. defense. Yeah, yeah, they definitely got to play. You better know, there, defense. there's a, just so you know, as you know, there's there's different management there. Yeah, that's right. Calvin Booth. Uh, yeah, right. I love Calvin Booth. I I don't know how committed he is to Mike Malone. We oh. haven't talked about hot seats. There's a few guys on a bit I of a warm seat. About that. But he's not married to this guy. Like, we've got to play better defense, coach. Yeah, so just, yeah. I don't think they're firing him now, but pay attention to that because that's not his guy. And then you know how that works. Six of nine, Michael Porter Jr. yesterday from three, 11 yeah. of 16 from the field. Murray, nine of 18 from the floor. They, I mean, it was, they were silky. Jokic had 14 assists and eight points. In four for four on his on his eight. And probably and just probably went horse back running it. afterwards. Like, thank God, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Please, get, I, I, you know, you know. <laughs> he jumped on one of his horses and galloped around, had a good time. Exactly. Like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. I, I, I'm, I'm loving Denver. And it's going to take those guys, you know, again, 82 games. Let them kind of work their kinks out, get, get the defense together. I, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that. I didn't even think about it because you're like, oh, Malone's been there forever. It's like, yeah. And if they ain't getting better, that's, you know, we could. What a great job that would be. I mean, who wouldn't want to take that job, right? My yeah. God. Yeah. Jamal, uh, Jamal Murray uh, is super competitive, but uh, a total team guy. I'll never forget him in the bubble. Uh, just so enthusiastic. Yeah, every every year in the playoffs, he's just really cares about winning. And um, MPJ seems fine. Obviously, great yeah. shooter, Jokic. Yeah. And Jokic has his issues. He gets a little angry sometimes. Mm-hmm. But how do you complain about you know that kind of facilitator? <laughs> I mean, he's just such an extraordinary. He's just an extraordinary player. I will. I really wish someone would put together highlight tapes to circus music. Do 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 do. Because he the shit he does. <laughs> Like that, you know. There's no hard rap to him. There's not. It's not classical. It's just. No, he's yeah. It's just something. Yeah, we've never seen like it before. Uh, we're talking about Jokic, so guys, stay tuned. We have a special episode um, coming out tomorrow um, with Thomas Beller, um, who wrote a great book and is a great story about Nikola Jokic in there. Um, you guys will really enjoy that. Uh, Henry, Abigail Smith, and our friend and Thomas are talking about Nicole Jokic. It will be a really great conversation, so you guys look out for that uh, tomorrow. All right. One of my other favorite teams, the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, it's so funny. They, I mean, they're playing fine. They're 9-4 and four or whatever, you know, whatever they are. Um, they're not defending very well. They're not defending well. Um, and, you know, Trip Trip's not not in yet, right. but he he has played five on five, and I think Coming. he's. It's, I think it might be even this week because uh, Sunday was the first time he's even put on the injury report as doubtful. Pro- probably he's, he's, it'll be this he's week. Been yeah, out. If you're playing yeah. five on five, you're not holding him much longer, yeah. right? So sometime this week he might be back in. It's going to take him some time to get himself yeah. acclimated and ramped. How back long has he been out for? Uh, he's, he hasn't played all season. So right, right, but he played the end of last. Season. Oh, he, oh yeah, he played all. Yeah, last season. he yeah, practiced. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it won't be as fast. For, it won't be so long for him. He had uh, August, I think, is when he yeah. had the 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 surgery. Yeah. He'll July, get back something like that. I I have an amazing story about him. Oh, I I love trip stories. So tell me about Triple J. So this J. is what? gonna be. I, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on the record here and say, the best trip story you've ever heard. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. In terms of who he is, ready? The interviewing during the game this weekend. I don't remember which game it was. Maybe yeah. last game he played. They right. interview him, and he says, "While the game's going on." And he's not looking at the camera. He's looking at the camera. He's, he said, this is going to be the worst interview you've ever had because I'm locked into the game here. <laughs> and then that's exactly what he was. He answered some questions, but right. like he is all in on yeah. what was going yeah. on. Yeah. And I just thought, well, that dude gets it. <laughs> yeah, it's not about me. It's about we. 
Right. And he, yeah. and he just, I, I'm a huge fan, as you know, too. Um, if I was, if I was the owner and or the GM, mm-hmm. I'd send him like a, a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> like, thank you yeah. for yeah. letting everyone understand this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, he's true to his word. That's how he is. They are, um, you know, they're not defending well, but I think even if it's possible, Desmond Bain might have even gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I thought, okay. I thought last season, I was like, all right, maybe he gets slightly better than that. And that's about the ceiling, which is very good from where he got drafted. Coach, if he's this player, he's an all-star. If they got an all-star at the, I think it was picked 29th or whatever, way down there. If you get an all-star down there, oh my God. To go with Ja, who's an all-NBA guy, and Tripp, who's an all-defense, potential all-NBA on the other end. Like, I mean, that. That's your core of a championship team. Tell me, tell me who's absolutely better at the shooting guard than him. Right now? Mm-hmm. Book. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> you, might have two, like, you might have two all NBA guys in the backcourt. Yeah. yeah I'm like book. All NBA potential. Because Garland and Mitchell they're, are point guards. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they might be voted in as guards. Right, right. Yes. But if we're talking about shooting guards, but yeah. they also may not be. Yeah, the, I mean, what what is he averaging the game right now? Twenty six, twenty five. Right. Something he, he's, like he's, that guy can get all NBA, and he is stroking it. I mean, he, yeah. he, he's an elite shooter. We already he's know that. Such and a good shooter. He can get to the rim. He's putting the ball on the ground. Like yeah. I can finish at the rim. I yeah, can. He's worked at his game. Yeah, yeah. We've talked. We've talked. Even today, we talked about guys not working on the game this summer. We'll, I might do an article about it coming up here. But um, that dude did. That dude did, and. uh and he should be a plus defender with his strength. He's not very long, but he's so mm-hmm. strong and makes up mm-hmm. for it. High IQ, tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. Getting Jaron Jackson Jr. back mm-hmm. should have an enormous impact on what they do yes. defensively. It's, yeah. it's hard to play good defense for anyone when you can't protect the rim. Well, it's interesting. We talked about the Warriors' struggles, right? Because yeah, right. The, the, the veterans are gone. Right. Keep in mind on this team, yes, um, Jones is back. But DeAnthony Mountain, Kyle Anderson, gone. Right again, they ain't wowing you with all sorts, but like they know the system. Yeah, for sure, they're the, both good players. You got to play young guys now in those places. Rookies, David Roddy and Kenny Lofton, all these young dudes with like Insanti, who I love, but they're young and no, they're he's gonna, got a ways to go defensively. Yes, they're gonna do yeah. dumb shit because they don't know where they're supposed to be. And to David, you always say it. They got no reference points. They haven't seen that. They're like I don't know what this is. Right, right? so they're That's gonna right. make mistakes. So I think you know. When teams make these moves at the margins, you got to watch that. You're like, oh, a vet, who cares? We got a young guy in there. No, well, it matters when it talks about what you've seen and what you, what you know how to do. So we'll watch. But I'm not worried about Memphis. Excited to see Triple J back uh, this year. Soon. Soon. Uh, Jaden Ivey had a good game uh, recently. You're excited about watching Jaden Ivey. He's, he's talking about fast with the ball. Very fast with the ball. Yeah, he's John Morant, Dwayne Wade, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of speed. Uh, John is special, but but so is Jaden. Uh I, I wanted to talk about him just briefly because Paolo's having such a good year. Mm-hmm. Keegan Murray's a very good player in Sacramento. Mathering our guy in Indiana. Bennett's having an amazing season. Uh, but Jaden Ivey's right there too. Um, not quite as gaudy numbers, but the guy's only not scored double figures one time so far this year. I think he's averaging five assists and four rebounds and, you know, in, in 14, 15 points a game. But he's been dominating at times. And uh, his three ball looks pretty – I think he's 35, 36% from three. That's a big deal for him because he's going to blow by you. Uh, he's yeah. going to be a 7-8 free throw game guy in time. 
And uh, he, I think he's a perfect partner to Cade. Other people don't. I do. Because mm. mm. I, I think he can play on or off the ball. And I think Cade yeah. can do both, too. Mm-hmm. I really like that backcourt together. Cade didn't play uh, yesterday, but um, they lost to Boston. <laughs> but, but they no, played no well. That. <laughs> yeah, right. They played well. He was given Marcus Smart and Derek White the business. The business. And Marcus Smart and Derek White are elite right they, and Jaden Ivey was like fuck this man I can score <laughs> anybody and he was um they've got some holes on the team obviously and yeah you know I, I'm hoping Dwayne hangs in there and 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 turns yeah. around some but uh and they will they're just they're very young but that's um, what I, was, I was gonna ask you about yeah. that I thought they'd win a little bit more not not a lot more but I'm like oh they're struggling more than I thought they would yeah I, I had them I, I think uh with not a lot of wins this year because no, I Maybe, maybe not. They weren't last in the East, but I don't think they'll be last. I think that'll come. Cade did not have a good start again this year, same as last year. Uh, but I, I think their upside is so very good. And like I said, I, I, I'm a big contrast guy in combinations. Like, for example, I love Keegan Murray. I don't like him next to Demonis Sabonis overall. Too I so like much. him offensively. They, they're a fantastic partnership offensively. Mm-hmm. Sabonis is an interior player, great mm-hmm. passer. Murray can really shoot and knows mm-hmm. how to play for a rookie. I love them offensively. The problem is unless you have the world's best small forward defensive player above the rim, which they don't, right. uh, I think they're always going to have trouble protecting the paint, and they are now. So I like that contrast and, and the way the teams can work together. Um, players can work together to make a stronger a whole. And so Cade Cunningham, decent athlete, runs the team well, you know, face the franchise kind of guy, six foot eight, Jason Tatum-ish probably more mm-hmm. of a lead guard than, than Jason mm-hmm. is not quite the score Jason is, but there's upside for that. And as a defender, Ivy super explosive player yep. who's becoming a good shooter. Mom's an NBA mom was a I think WNBA coach. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I think his IQ is good for basketball. Uh, so I like that combination very much, you know, the next few years. Yeah. Give him some time. Yeah. Growing, growing, growing fans. Uh, picking another young guy as, as we wrap here. Ooh, boy. Someone you mentioned it. I don't know if he's gonna be long for Oklahoma City because he this guy is a player. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Coach, he is man. He is right now, it's early in the season, but he is top 12, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, top 10 in the league in estimated plus minus right now. Uh 64% true shooting, 57% effective field goals, averaging 31 a night. I mean, they put out the list of top 10 uh, efficient scorers in the league. He's on it. Um, he is playing out of his mind. JJ Reddick talked about him on his podcast. I mean, if you don't, if you don't know SGA, I don't know, man. Get your leaf pass ready and turn on some OKC games. He's someone teams around the league are for sure have to covet, and he can't love the fact that I'm I'm playing like an All NBA guy. Forget also, I'm playing All NBA level, and we ain't winning any games. I, that can't be good for his psyche long term. Well, yeah, they're winning some games, not winning many, and they've yes. been blown out a couple of times. Um, we wrote about it and talked, I've talked about it, but we wrote about it this summer. Uh, it just seems like at some point he's going to say, it's time for me to get traded. Like I've done all I can here. He, he said when he did his extension, well, exactly what you're supposed to say to get the extension. I understand what I'm signing up for. Well, it's easy to say it. And then I'll yeah. deliver it when, mm-hmm. like you said, no one knows who he is and he's an all NBA level player. Um, I'm sure team Canada would love to have him. And and Gary Trent Jr. is good. SGA is just better. He would really mm-hmm. he would really help them a lot. And they're already good. Um, but there's a bunch of teams that would love to have him. Oh, and yeah. so 
that's we need to watch. OKC plays super hard. I was talking to someone the other day. I, I don't remember if it was a coach or it was an agent. I don't remember. Um, I had a busy weekend, but they were saying you better be ready to play when you play OKC. Yeah. They'll bring everything they got. They do. And when you don't, you lose. And uh, their coach has done a great job. They're well coached. They're well coached. Yeah, well coached, and they and they compete for each other. They play the right way, um, with not a lot of talent, so because they're mm-hmm. young. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't know how long is he willing to wait because there's no guarantee they'll be any better, any good next year. They, they might be, yeah, but there know. are some teams that we know are going to be good that his agent's got to be thinking, yeah. to, and say to Sam Presti, the, the guy who runs the Thunder, uh, you need to do right by our player here. Well, it's also what we talk about. Everyone's in love with Chad Holmgren coming back next year. Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. Current players don't give a shit about dudes who aren't in the NBA right now. They're like, no, I'm trying to play and win today. Like they're competitors now. They don't like it's oh the future, but it doesn't Shea want to wait to play with Victor? Why? He doesn't. He has no idea what that's going to be. He knows what he is now as a player, and is like, I want to win games and contribute to winning. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's interesting if if his agent does say, "Hey, let's see what we can do." And we're, I mean, man, if he goes to the Raptors, that's I mean, <laughs> that's with Scotty now doesn't have to play the point anymore. Pascal gets back. Like, that is a and if Fred can come off the bench, like that's huge, right? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, the Knicks. I don't think well. have any, I don't think <laughs> have anything for him. Um, but yeah, this is he's and he's young. He's twenty four. He's not that young. I think yeah, he's I mean, twenty four. Like, like that's that's still that's very young. Yeah, like, but to to the point, if he's thinking, man, I'm not going to be in a playoff game till I'm 26. Yeah, I, and what maybe if 26 that year, and now I'm 27. Yeah, yeah. Like these are prime years, man, and and and, and there's not many of them. So that that's why I think that we need to keep an eye out for those things. Yeah, for sure. All right, folks, stay tuned. Uh, we mentioned the uh, episode with Thomas Beller coming out tomorrow. Definitely looking forward to that. And of course, starting Thursday, we will be a part of Gemini 13. We will be True Hoops. When I say, hello, welcome to True Hoops. <laughs> Don't lose your minds. It's all good. Still the same, me and Coach. And we're excited to bring you guys uh, a lot more content going forward, tactics and all the different things we're doing here. So next time, everybody, take care.